the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm always so glad that you joined me today for this time. And we are going to talk about something today that I think is very, very important, and that is what we would say, quote-unquote, me time, especially for women. And so it's so ironic. I was talking to the um, my producer, Chris, just before this show, and I was saying to him, you know, I think I should tell the listeners that Really, I'm actually talking to myself today, so if you want to join in and hear me, that's fine. But actually, this show is for me. Because this is so important for women, and for women that are busy, for women that are um, committed to many different things, for women that are caretakers, they find themselves as caregivers, um, the ones that maybe relate to this feeling of wanting to be supportive to other people, caring for your family, your friends, uh, co-workers, neighbors, and your extended family. And that, you know, generally is the way that women are hardwired. That's some of what God intended when he said to Adam that he would give him a helper, is that regardless of how entrepreneurial we can be, which I am one of those, and, and how independent we can be, which I am also extremely independent, I still have that female side of me that is a helper. I love to come alongside people and help people. I like to make their lives better. I like to encourage. I like to to do those things for people. I think of people all during my day. I think of people and I pray for people. And and so that's just part of being a female. Now, I'm not excluding men because there are many men that that share many of those feelings. But for women, it kind of goes a step farther. And that step farther means that we will care for others before we will care for ourselves. And not only will we care for others before we care for ourselves, but sometimes we won't even care for ourselves. And some of that just is because we just keep doing what's in front of us and we keep seeing the need in front of us. And that need takes precedent until we can kind of get to ourselves, And we find out that we kind of never get to ourselves. And so we're going to discuss the importance of me time for women today. And if you men are listening, I really recommend that you have the women in your life that you love listen to this show. And I want to remind you again, these are all podcasts that are on my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. And you can also go to the radio station and they will take you straight to those podcasts. So really encourage the women in your life to listen to this show. Because see, we as women have this tendency to chronically overlook 
the need to regenerate, to decompress, to basically find ourselves again. So how do we do this when we have so many responsibilities that come with multiple roles? It's coupled with, you know, this genuine desire to help and support those around us. And it's very necessary that we take the time we need in order to have the relational, professional, and parenting success that we desire. Notwithstanding, I'm telling you, women, how much it helps our appearance when we take care of ourselves and give ourselves time to de-stress. So I want you to understand you are worth taking time for, you are worth caring for, and you are worth getting to know. So I'm hoping that as you take this time today, that I'm going to be able to help with reinforcing, validating, and giving you permission to take me time. You see, today, women, we've been told, you know, that we have it all. Careers, families, kids, community involvement, and relationships. But all too often, having it all leaves us with no time or strength left for ourselves. And the recent research has shown that women today are less happy than they have been over the past 40 years. Now, there are many theories about why. But the lack of time, the lack of free time can be a major reason. You see, when you think about the fact that we as women, in many ways, have more opportunity, we have more freedom, we have more uh, respect in many ways, we have more doors that open to us, but the research is showing that we are less happy than we have ever been. And so I guess having it all, having more, isn't really the path to happiness. But self-care and me time and feeling that what I do is meaningful and restorative to others as well as to myself, this creates much of that feeling of happiness and contentment. And so when, when we look back on the way that women lived 40 years ago, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, it's very different than the current life that we have because actually we got more freedom, we got more responsibility, but we probably don't have more power. So we just have a lot of responsibility with not a lot of power. And some of that has to do with the fact that we care. We care deeply for those around us. And so there's a tremendous amount of stress and pressure put on women. Being parents, being daughters, mothers, wives, professionals, and all of these roles combined leave many of us not taking adequate care of ourselves. And this is what sustains us and gives us energy to take care of all those responsibilities that we have is if we are taking care of ourselves. And so I, I give you know, people this analogy frequently when I say to them, think of yourself, when you think about your car, you know, I drove myself to the station today. I'm doing this show right now. I don't have to think about my car. It's the last thought on my mind. The reason I don't think about my car is because I take care of my car. I maintain it. Now, I don't like hyper-maintain it, you know, where nobody's allowed to eat in it or nobody's allowed to do anything in it or nobody's allowed to sit in it or lean on it. That's ridiculous. Then everybody has to think about my car. But I also make sure that because I take care of it that I don't have to think about it because if I don't take care of it, then I do have to think about it. If I wasn't taking care of my car, I'd be trying to do this show thinking about how I was going to get home because my car's not working. If I don't take care of my car, then everybody has to think about it because I can't do the responsibilities that I've committed to do. So when I think about me, 
See, I take myself all these places. I want, I, think about yourself as a car. If you just take care of it, you don't have to think about it. So it is not selfish to take care of you. It's selfish actually not to. See, if I don't take care of my car and then I can't do any of the things I need to do, that becomes a selfish act because I let people down in that way and I can't be the person that I want to be. So this need for me time, I'm going to show you what the current research is saying about this de-stressing, this need for de-stressing and what me time is about. And so it's interesting because um, a study published in in, um, the journal Science concluded Get this, that chronic stress rewires the brain, creating new circuits that intensify the impact of habits and lowering the ability to make decisions, which in turn promotes even more stress. I'm going to tell you that again. Chronic stress rewires the brain, which, and what happens is it creates new circuits that intensify the impact of the habits that lower the ability to make new decisions. So if I'm chronically stressed, and I'm doing habits that are self-medicating, or I'm constantly thinking about how stressed out I am, then even when I have downtime, I'm stressed. Because I have these, these, this new neuro, um, th- these new circuits that are continually firing. And so it promotes more stress, and it makes it even harder for me to make good decisions to lower stress. And one of the ways that they found this out was uh, they used rats to do this experiment. And I, and I know that people always think it's funny that scientists use rats, but I'm going to tell you the truth. The reason they use rats is rats' brains are closest to human brains. I know that is very hard to understand or, or accept, but rats, their brains respond to <laughs> stimulus much better than any other animal and is much more sim- similar to humans. So what they found in rats is that those rats that were under chronic stress they continued to operate by habit, even though doing so didn't lead to a, a desired outcome. And so when you think about rats, just as humans, are hardwired for preservation. But chronic stress rewires the brain, and that now takes over, even, even overwrites or overrules self-preservation. So that means that chronic stress, that habit, that habitual stressing in my brain, actually takes precedent over my own self-preservation. That's huge. So if, if we think about Albert Einstein, we're going to paraphrase his, his thought, where he says, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. That is chronic stress. Therefore, chronic stress makes rats, humans, insane. That's what chronic stress does. So this is why this neurological model might explain why we often dig ourselves into a rut and then continue to dig it even deeper. So what this, this study also found, which is very profound, is that a four-week vacation provided the rats with a long enough respite to rebuild their circuits and regain their ability to make better decisions. Now, I know to you, to me, four weeks, are you kidding me? How am I going to get four weeks? So we're going to kind of work on that a little bit because that would be the ideal if we have a chronic stress situation. And when I have people in my office, when I have clients that have stress disorders, That's one of the things I'm dealing with, is that I can't get enough time in their life to get those circuits rewired. So we would like to think that we all have four weeks, but we don't. So I want to give you 
this really great devotional on time. And this is by a, a guy named Ralph Marston, whom I, whom I really like. And this is what he says. It's called Time is Now. Time is neither your servant nor your oppressor. It is your workplace. The passing of time can bring you down or lift you up. It all depends on how you make use of that time. Time always comes to you packaged as now. To make full use of time, you make you must make the full use of now. If you put your efforts off until later, time will keep the fruits of those efforts always out of your reach. Yet when you let your efforts fill the time of now, time will deliver great rewards as it flows along. So with time on your side, any dream can become real, any goal can be reached. The time you have to work with is now, and in the now is the need for the best you can imagine. So what I want you to think about is in the now, that means 30 seconds. I can take advantage of 30 seconds and do some de-stressing. And so we're coming to an end of the segment, and I want you to join me after the commercial break. And we are going to talk about now and how to de-stress now. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me again in the next segment as we talk about me time and the need for me time. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. This is Cynthia Hyatt. Thank you for joining me today. And I want to encourage you to visit me on my Facebook, which is Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. That's I-N-C. And like my Facebook page. Has some great devotions and inspiration for your week. Also lets you know where I'm speaking or singing, these types of things. If you go to my website, which is CynthiaHyatt.com, and that's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com, Uh, All of these radio shows are podcasts, so you can find all of them. And I was saying in the last segment, if any of you men are listening, I want to really encourage you to have the women in your life listen to this show, because today's show is Me Time, A Guide for Women, and the Need for Me Time. So we were talking in that last segment about how how important it is for women to take some me time, and I gave you the analogy of the the car, that if I maintain my car, I don't have to think about it, and I'm able to take care of all these other people. If I don't take care of my car, I can't get to where I need, and I can't do all those things that I want to do to enrich the lives of other people. So I am like my car. If I maintain me, if I take care of me, if I take time for me, I'm able to do all those things that I want to do. If I don't take care of me, just as if I don't take care of my car, I can't depend on me. I can't do all those things for others that I want to do. So it's imperative that we take this time for me. And so I gave you the um, analogy or the the newest uh, neuroscience on rats and the chronic stress tests that they did with rats and the rewiring of the brain that happened to rats that were under chronic stress, which caused them to not be able to make good decisions when it came to self-preservation. So the stress, the chronic stress, overrode any positive neurocircuits that they had that might allow them to make better choices for themselves. And what it went on to say is that a four-week vacation allowed these rats enough time to undo that and rewrite, recreate new neural nets. 
So since most of us would not have four weeks that we feel like we could take off without having more stress, we're going to look at different ways to do this. So whether you're wrangling, you know, toddlers, sleeplessly waiting for your teen to come home or caring for aging parents or all the above, have a huge job on top of all of that, we know that every woman needs breaks for sanity's sake. This means taking time each day to do something for yourself. And we talked about that devotion I read about time and that time is now. Time isn't waiting for you. Time isn't in the past. Time isn't in the future. Time is right now. The time we are taking right now. So we can take time now to de-stress. So the first thing that we understand, how do we make this happen? Well, the first thing, you make yourself a priority. Like I said, it's a priority for me to take care of my car. If I don't take care of my car, my whole entire life is not going to work well. So that's a priority. Now, I've been talking to women about this for years, and we seem to have trouble even feeling like we're worthy of being put on our own list of priorities. I mean, imagine that. That sounds ridiculous. That sounds insane that we don't even value ourselves enough to put ourselves on a priority list, that we always end up at the bottom if we're even on the list at all, and that everything always comes before us, and we always take care of that next thing, hoping, praying, thinking, envisioning that, yeah, and after I get all that done, then I'm going to take care of me. Then I'm going to do something nice for myself. So let me tell you what happens. When we live that way, we end up doing things that in the moment are pleasurable as a way to reward because we have so much pain from stress and not caring about ourselves. that we end up doing self-medicating behaviors. That would be different things like addictions, overeating, um, chronic lateness, smoking, shopping, spending money, whatever that gossiping, whatever that might be, that gives us a momentary relief from the pain of stress and tiredness. And that, that feeling of just exhaustion or flatness. And so we do those momentary self-medicating types of things. Or what happens is we just break down. And we get sick for an entire week. And I will tell you the truth about me. God was very stern with me because I'm not good about taking me time. At least I wasn't. I'm better now because I work at it very hard because it works. But in the years past, it used to be that I would go and go and go and go. Didn't even take vacations. And I would get sick, and I'd be sick for a whole week, and I would be done, and that would be it. And God very kindly said to me one day, he said, Cynthia, you know what? Here's your choice. You can either take a vacation or get sick, but either way, you will stop. And that was huge. I went, oh, my goodness. So I'm going to stop either way. He's going to stop me and ground me and have me have some time so I can either do it by choice, taking a vacation, or I can wear myself out so much that it just happens. I, I, have, I, I get sick. And so it's really important for you to understand how much God values you, how much he wants you to value you, and how you value you helps you to value others better. So we need to make ourselves a priority. So if you can't do it because you feel like you don't deserve it, look at it this way. Think about yourself, if you don't like the car analogy, think of yourself as the first responder. So think about an emergency can come up at any time, and you need to be well-rested and restored as much as you would want the ER doc or the EMT person to be rested, restored, 
and de-stressed. Imagine if your ER doc was so stressed out he couldn't make good decisions for your health. Well, you may have experienced that, or a family member or friend may have experienced that. We have doctors that, are, that have, have not slept for two days, and we are wanting them to make good decisions about us. Or imagine if, if the EMTs weren't rested. One of the nice things we have with firemen and EMTs is they get those days where they don't really get called on anything so that when they have to go really be there, they're ready. So it's important that we schedule me time. And so if we can't schedule three days, like maybe firefighters do, and I'm sure any firefighter listening to me is saying, Cynthia, we don't get three days. What I want you to think about is if we don't schedule it, it's not going to happen. And if you don't feel worthy, one of the things that taking me time helps is helps my feelings of worth worthiness. Because whatever it is that I care for, is, it has a sense of value. So one of the ways that I create value, I get that feeling of value with myself is I take care of me. The way that others feel valued by me is I take care of them. I take care of their things. I value their things. If I value their things, why would I not value me? I am more than a thing. So make your free time as important as the pediatrician's visit. The conference call, the meeting you have with the contractor, treat it like any other appointment even if it's a 30-second appointment. Because you can do amazing things mentally in 30 seconds to a minute. You can walk down the hall to the bathroom, and you can just for two minutes, take two minutes, pray, relax, quiet your mind, think about calming thoughts. Really, this requires self-discipline for us to get a handle on our stressed-out mind and to require that we change the way that we think. So we're going to first start with this whole idea of just two minutes, one minute, two minutes, and think of calming thoughts, whether it be Psalms 23, and say, say Psalms 23 to yourself and meditate on that for two minutes. Be willing to take a break for two minutes. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment after the commercial break for Scheduling Me Time. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. This is Cynthia Hyatt, and we are talking about me time and a guide for women and the importance of me time. So before we get back into this topic, I want to encourage you always to visit my website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and I'll spell my name for you because it is spelled kind of differently. It's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T, spelled the way it sounds, Cynthia Hyatt. These, all these shows are on podcasts on my website. Also gives you some ways to get a hold of me. And it has um, different YouTube videos that I've done that are on the website as well. Also, you can like me on my Facebook page, which is Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. That's INC for Incorporated. That gives you daily devotions, inspirational sayings, those types of things. So let's get back into the scheduling me time and the importance of me time, especially for women. So it, this whole idea of me time is, is the way that you do a battery recharge. That's what it's for. It's restoring, it's regenerating, 
it's it's doing maybe like a hard reset. And if you can't do a hard reset because you're at work, you can do a soft reset. And we were talking in the last segment, you can just walk down the hall into the bathroom. You can just step inside and take two minutes in the stall just to think, to just take a deep breath because oxygen is what absorbs adrenaline and adrenaline increases cortisol, which increases, increases our cholesterol. That's how stress affects our bodies. So one of the things that we really want to be working on is breathing and taking time to breathe and breathing in oxygen, which helps our brain to calm down and helps us to be more. And when we've talked in previous shows about the way the brain is, it helps us to be in that prefrontal lobe, the part that's, that's where our forehead is. That's the prefrontal lobe. That's the adult part of our brain. That's where we make good decisions. We can delay gratification when we are stressed out, we are in the second brain, which is a more of a primitive brain. That's the emotional part of our brain that thinks in all or nothing statements like it's never going to get better. I can never handle all this. I'll never get everything done. Oh, my gosh. That's, and so when we breathe, we kind of get ourselves from the second brain, move forward to the first brain, and we relax. And so even if you do two minutes, so what you'll find is that what we would like for you to do is an hour every day. And ultimately, if we need a hard reset, that's four weeks. Four weeks off, that's what we talked about in that, um, in the journal, in the science, the science journal. I talked about the fact that rats, given four weeks off, recharged their brains enough that they undid the chronic stress that they were under. But it took four weeks of respite to actually create new neurocircuits. So if we can't do four weeks, if we can't do two weeks, one week, can't do an hour. We're going to start with two minutes. And we're going to take time periodically during our day, even if it's on the hour every hour, to just stop and breathe. And if you can look out a window, that helps even more because they've done plenty of studies on the brain that if you can see the horizon, look out and see a horizon of any kind, your brain calms down. This is why we have more uh, chronic stress for people that work in cubes and prisoners that have no uh, ability to go outside and look at, experience the sun or look out at a horizon. So you're going to take two to three minutes. Now I want to I take you on a little tangent here because I like this uh, article that I found. This is a friend of mine forwarded this to me. And this is from Stanford University. And this was on mind-body connection and the relationship between stress and disease. And one of the things that this, this doctor was talking about is that the best thing that a man can do for his health is to be married to a woman. Now, we do know that because we know that married men live longer. And so even if they are in bad relationships, men are better when they are married and in, their, in terms of their overall health. This is obviously in general. I'm not talking about every specific case. But what they did find that was very fascinating to me is that it's better, it's, men's health is better if they're married to women. Whereas for women, one of the best things women can do for their health is to nurture their relationship with their girlfriends. Truly. The better your relationships are with a girlfriend, the better your overall health is going to be. And one of the reasons is that it creates de-stressing. So when we talk with our girlfriends and we hug and we encourage one another and we lament and we commiserate, one of the things it does is it de-stresses because connection for women is a de-stressor. Now, I, I'm telling you this with the assumption that your relationships with your girlfriends are healthy or, or 
mod, some modicum of health. Because the last thing I want you to do is just get together with girlfriends and have a, a session that's just, you know what I'm saying. And gossiping and complaining, gossip, complaining, gossip, complaining. That does not distress women. What I want you to think about is the relationship that you have with your girlfriends has everything to do with being understood, being supported, being validated. This is a great de-stressor. And so can many times be done within two minutes. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk about Me Time, a guide for women. Thank you for joining me again, and welcome back. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia, and we are in the last segment of this show. So I want to encourage you always to visit my website at CynthiaHyatt.com and my Facebook page. Like that page at Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. That's INC for Incorporated. So we are talking about the need for girl time, the need for me time, and how to do that and to make that happen. And so I was talking about this, um, this university study from Stanford and was talking about the fact that for men, one of the best things a man can do for his health is be married, whereas the best thing a woman can do for her health is to nurture her girlfriend relationships and the need for girl time. And you see, women connect with each other very differently, and they provide these wonderful support systems that help each other deal with stress and difficult life experiences. Now, I am not discounting in any way how great our husbands, boyfriends, brothers, fathers may be, and how supportive they can be. But they have a harder time hanging in there when we need to talk about the same thing for 10 minutes and talk about it in so many different ways. And we need the interjection from our girlfriend. So, yeah, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. This is what happened to me yesterday. So that we don't feel alone in whatever it is that we're stressing over. So girls help to do that for our brains, help to de-stress that. And to make things kind of normal again so that they don't feel so big. So what happens is physically this quality of girl time helps to create more serotonin. And this is the neurotransmitter that helps combat depression and can create this general feeling, this overall feeling of well-being. So women sharing feelings, whereas men often form relationships around activities, women form relationship around sharing feelings. And so we share our souls with our sisters, our mothers, our girlfriends. And evidently, this is very good for our health. So th- this particular professor, he said that spending time with a friend is just as important to general health as jogging or working out at the gym. Now, I'm not saying that you want to stop jogging and working out. Those are very important things for our body, and they do help r- release stress. But when you do it with a girlfriend, it like is a double whammy. So there's a tendency to think that when we're exercising, we're doing something good for our bodies. And then when we're hanging out with our friends, we're wasting our time and we could be more productively engaged. Well, this is not true. See, this, this professor went on to say that this, this particular study said that failure to create and maintain good quality personal relationships with other humans is as dangerous to our physical health as smoking. That's huge. So when I'm doing any marriage counseling or couples counseling, one of the things I say to men is encourage your wives, your girlfriends, to talk on the phone with their girlfriends. They will be a happier version. You will like them better, and they will complain less to you because that's the role that women play with each other. That's what we do for one another. 
so that when we talk to our husbands, boyfriends, brothers, dads, we do, we do more in terms of reporting what's occurring with us. And certainly we can get good comfort from them. And when we know how to ask for what we need and we have good men in our lives, they, they are able to give us that support. But that support that men give is not the same as women. Women are more energized and they have a, a, a tendency for more endurance when it comes to emotional, relational talking. So every time you hang out with your girlfriends, pat yourself on the back and congratulate yourself for doing something good for your health. So this is why it's very helpful when you're going through your day. If you can de-stress, call a girlfriend and chat for a couple of minutes and just say, I just got to talk about this. It's driving me crazy. I can't stop thinking about it. And I'm trying to do my job and I can't let this thing go. So if you have a couple of minutes, that's helpful. Now, it's wonderful when we can sit around and talk for hours and take a Saturday afternoon. That's also wonderful de-stressing time. But let's talk about if you have five to ten minutes. What could you do every day if you schedule in five to ten minutes for yourself? Well, like we said, sitting on the porch with a cup of coffee, a newspaper, maybe not the newspaper, that might be a little stressful, unless you're reading the comics. So coffee, tea, whatever it is, and just watch the clouds go by. Don't have your phone. Don't have any electronics next to you. Give yourself time to de-stress. Let your mind relax. There's a lot that can happen to your mind when you just stare out at wildlife. So if it's just the trees in your backyard, if it's just the wind moving the trees, you'll be amazed at what it does for your mind. And you can practice thought stopping and not letting yourself do the list. And, and there are many things that you can do. You can meditate on, on different prayers. You can meditate on Bible verses. You can just meditate on, on a positive affirmation. And we're going to talk about some positive affirmations later. So you can... So if you're at work, you can get up, move from your desk, stretch, walk around the block, go up and down the flight of stairs, anything to change it up a little bit and to get some oxygen. So we want you to breathe deeply. You can even do that while you're sitting at your desk. You can shut the door. Just take a few moments to breathe deeply. Another one, pet your pet. If you're at home, petting pets is very helpful. Cuddling the cat, the dog. Well, some cats don't like to cuddle, but you'll both feel better. It's very distressing. How about if you have 15 to 30 minutes? I love this. If we have 15 to 30 minutes, I I really want to encourage you to try to really be scheduling, working that up to that time. So read read a book, a chapter out of a book. It's a non-stressful book. It's just purely entertaining. Take one of the, you know magazines that you see in the grocery store line and just it's kind of like brain candy. It's nothingness. But it helps to use a different part of your brain instead of redoing that rut over and over in your brain. So putter around the house. It's very helpful, very de-stressing. Go to a nearby park and go for a brisk walk. Soak in a tub and say to your family, unless there's blood, broken bones, or nobody's breathing, you will die if you knock on this door and bother me. Really put a moratorium on that time. Really, really value yourself and take time for that. So what if you have 30 to 60 minutes? Well, this is awesome. If you could schedule for yourself twice a week a massage and make that be just as important as going to the dentist, which I know some of us don't even want to go to the dentist. But take that time for yourself because what you will find is that the more time you put into you, you will have more time for other people. And the way that that works is time doesn't change, but your energy changes. So you are much more effective, more connected, 
more present. When I don't take enough time for me, the things, the time I do have is not spent as effectively, and many times I have to go back and redo it. So if I am willing to put the discipline in to me time and taking that time, then I show up the best version of myself. And so part of the way I take care of you is I take care of me. So take a nap, 30 minutes, just rest. Even if you don't sleep, close your eyes. Think about good things. Think about good memories. Remind yourself of good things. Do a gratitude list that you just start to thank God for the things that are working however minor they may seem. You just reorient the atmosphere of your brain, and you'll be amazed at what it does for your emotional realm and your physical realm. So if you have 60 minutes, schedule a class just for fun. Did you get to go hang out with other people that are like-minded, that are talking about things other than work or family or problems or politics or whatever? So, or plan a long walk with a friend. So commit to it early in the week. Honor your commitment. So you're not training for anything. You're not trying to be a race walker. You're just strolling with a friend. And one of the things that uh, we know that research shows is that humans that walk 30 minutes a day, even if it's not brisk or fast, actually have just as much benefit overall health as someone that does aerobics three times a week. So walking daily, remind yourselves that Jesus walked the planet. He walked. And so walking is a really helpful thing. And here in Arizona, it's difficult to do that in the summer, but you do have all the malls, all the shopping. You go to Walmart, walk up and down Walmart. Just don't, don't take your, your credit card in with you. Just peruse aisles, walk around Petco, walk around Staples, anything that is just takes up and occupies some space in your brain other than the rut of stressful thinking. So think about this me time, making it relaxing and restorative. And if you don't like the things that I did, become creative. Find whatever works for you because, see, it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else but you. So I want to take some time on maybe some affirmations because and affirmations really truly work. They really do, because you kind of want to think about your brain as a GPS. And, you know, if you get in your car and you look at your GPS, you don't tell your GPS where you don't want to go. So if I'm putting in an address, I I don't put in, I don't want to go to Tempe. I don't want to go to Fiesta Mall. I don't want to go to Fashion Park. I put in where I want it to go. So one of the things that affirmations and being disciplined with the way that we think is like a GPS of our brain. It's telling the brain directions, and then our brain helps us walk out that new direction. So I want you to think about different things you can be thinking while you are taking some me time. And I want you to be thinking of some affirmations like this. My body is worth taking time for. My body is worth taking time for. I want you to think about your body and thank your body because your body never stops working for you. Imagine that, you know, how many of our bodies would want to like abandon us because they don't like the way it's being taken care of. If our bodies had a choice, would your body walk away from you? Would your body say, I'm done. I've had it. I don't want to do that. I'm getting beat up every day. So we want to value our bodies. This is where God placed us to get us around the planet and do the calling he has, has on our life is in our bodies. So your body is worth taking time for. 
How about this? I will eat healthy foods today. It doesn't mean I'm going to make the mark every day, but it means I'm going to position my mind to say, I will eat healthy foods today. I will exercise in some way today. Even if, it, that's, if that's just parking farther away when I go to the grocery store. How about this one? I will not put harmful things into my body today. I will not do that. I will put healthy foods in my body today. I will visualize myself as healthy, energetic, and slender. Or whatever you, whatever you want to fill in the blank. Because the affirmation is telling my brain where to go. So I will visualize myself as healthy, as energetic. So if you have trouble with thinking too much and you can't stop the negative thinking, just replace it with positive thinking. Meditation is very difficult and it is a discipline. It is hard to not think about something, especially for women. Our brains are not hardwired for that. So let's think about our minds. And let's say my mind is worth taking time for. It's worth taking time, my mind. My mind is, is how, I, how I operate within the world that I live within. It's how I express myself to the world, to others. So what I put into my mind, what I allow myself to think on, and if you remember the shows we did on Words Can Change Your Brain, and a softer, kinder, gentler you, a gentler, kinder relationship, is has everything to do with the way we think about ourselves and the way we think about our world. So I will think healthy thoughts today. I will exercise my mind in some way today. I will turn negative thinking into positive thinking. I will visualize myself as alert and open for healthy ideas. I'm going to change the schema. I'm going to change the atmosphere of my internal world to position it around self-care, that I'm going to actually value God in the way that he values me. And so I'm going to realize that if God values me, I need to value me. If God cares about me, I need to care about me. I'm going to say my emotions are worth taking time for. And I'm going to practice having healthy feelings, which means that I'm going to repent when I have hateful, vengeful, envious, greedy feelings. When I, when I start thinking those thoughts and it produces those feelings of upset, I'm going to say, you know what, God, you want to give me a spirit of peace, of love, of a sound mind. And so, Lord, I'm going to focus on healthy thoughts that bring about the feelings that I want to have to occur. And I'm not going to minimize and I'm not going to exaggerate my feelings either. And I'm going to visualize myself as secure and worthwhile. And I'm going to take time on my spirituality today. I'm going to take time with God today. Well, this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Visit me on my Facebook, Cynthia Hyatt, Inc., my website at CynthiaHyatt.com and have a great week. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can hear a replay at any time at faithtalk1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.